Colt okay. McKinnon, are you ready for your country close-up? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Hit me with it. Okay, you're telling me that you did not originally grow up a country fan. No. Even no. though you were in Texas. See, at least I grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is like storybook country. So is Texas. So yeah. it's interesting you didn't get that influence. So you hopped to California. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved out to California in July of 2019 with my family. Um, and I was listening to Culture Vault and I was like, you know what? It's it's during the pandemic. I, I don't have to be anywhere. I'm I'm locked into my house for how who knows however many months. I'm gonna learn how to play guitar. And so I went and I picked up that little $5 Lauren uh, classical guitar at an antique shop. And they said, if you can play a chord on it, you can walk out the door with it. It's been here for like six months. You can just take it. <laughs> and I played the simplest chord that I knew at the time, which was E minor. And I walked out the door with a guitar. And um, yeah, that was March of 2020. And fast forward six months, uh, I start writing music. And then around that same time, I get signed to Flail Records and they say, hey, we want to sign you. And I was like, wow, what? <laughs> you want to sign my dumbass? <laughs> but but they didn't. Here we are. Here we are a few years later. And I've got a, I've got an album out. I've got a bunch more songs that I can't wait to get in the studio and start producing and whatnot. And yeah, yeah, everything's going good. So, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely entered when the world was strictly using social media to connect with people. And it seems like you really have continued with that course using you yes. know, videos and Instagram and TikTok. Um, and in addition to your music and to covers that you play, you're a huge ally and a big advocate and really providing a safe space. So I would love to hear more about, you know, how you identify and how you're ensuring that your, any of your social media pages are are welcoming to anybody. Yeah. Um, well, I identify as non-binary. You can call me whatever the hell you want. You could call me a pigsty. You could call me, uh, a feline and I'd still probably, I'd probably respond to it. But um, what really opened me up music wise was my mom actually wrote most of my first album. And so she was the one who got the ball rolling with, Hey, why don't we try and like being, be all inclusive to everybody instead of just like beer, guns, trucks, rock and roll and Jesus Christ, you know, stereotypical um, conservative country music. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's try it out. And so she wrote most of my first album. And um, that was back in, I want to say, July, August 2020. And um, around that time, the Black Lives Matter protests were going on in the United States. And what my my TikTok account blew up from was people had nicked me had given me two nicknames on TikTok. It was either TikTok's favorite cowboy or 
TikTok's green book. And essentially what my TikTok was, was what or what it blew up from was I would go on TikTok and I'd shoot a video and it would just be stating, you know, what what places in the South or just across the United States would not be safe to stay in for LGBTQ or um, BIPOC or persons of color or any anyone like that. And just which towns you should just drive straight on through. And so that's what that's what I blew up from. And so I gained a huge following of uh, people from the BIPOC community and the LGBTQ community. And so I was I was just kind of awestruck. You know, I, I never I never noticed. I never really knew that so many people could rally behind one certain cause and people were sharing it to their friends and people were sending me messages like, Hey, thank you for telling me about such and such place. I'm not going to say it now because I don't want a defamation case, <laughs> but, or anything like that. But they were like, I would just get messages thousands every day of people just saying, thank you for helping keep us safe. And that's pretty much what I've been about was just making sure people are safe and they're taken care of and whatever little way that I can do that, whether it's just opening my heart to someone who may be going through something or, you know, telling, giving people a map with all these different dots on it and be like, here's where you don't want to go. And here's where you should go because they're friendly. I mean, it, it, it doesn't really matter to me any, any way that I can help anybody anybody at all um i'll take it i'll take it so has your response being so openly supportive of black lives matter or lgbtq issues or really anything that you're advocating for has has the response mostly been positive or have you seen a sort of different response especially considering you're a country singer and you you know have <laughs> have um maybe different expectations in this genre or that we're you know kind of breaking the status quo <laughs> um it's definitely been a mix it has not all been positive um back in 2021 whenever i was recording my album and you know we started um we started promoting just me more I certainly started getting back like, oh, you're that you're that snowflake from TikTok and just going down the list. And that was pretty much every week was just something, something else, something else. And no big names ever came up. Uh, there wasn't any like record labels that messaged me and were like, hey, or any anybody super important or a celebrity status like that. But for the most part, um, I have actually spoken with a few big ish names. Uh, I can't remember them off the top of my head. They're somewhere in my DM lists of thousands of messages. But from people who are in um, in the industry and in the business and know what it's like and know 
how hard it is to stay closed-minded when you're in such a diverse industry because the country music industry that I've learned isn't all white dudes. It's not just old white dudes. You have Latinx people who are sort of branching off of a it's it's really really cool actually i've heard a, a bit of like central american mixed in with some country and it is the coolest music i have ever heard i would love to get into that <laughs> but you have people like that who are branching off from their cultures and just putting it in this little crock pot of country and it's all just kind of blending together and so they understand how hard it is to be closed-minded especially in a diverse industry and from those people i've gotten nothing but praise being like hey you're doing the lord's work and whatnot and just keep it up but yeah i mean it's it's definitely been mixed not everything has been positive well such is life you know such is life yeah well speaking of sounds your sound i would love for you to describe what you think your sound is especially with your voice because it is when I listen to your music, it sounds like a throwback. And I'm like, oh, this was released last year. <laughs> I have been told I have the range of Johnny Cash mixed with Tyler Childers before. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say I that think that's, I, that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I sound more like Johnny Cash. And, you know, the more I sing, the more my voice changes. So now it's more of like a higher-ish baritone, because during the pandemic, uh, I'm pretty sure I was sick through that whole thing. <laughs> so that's, oh, geez, pretty sure that's why my voice sounded so scraggly and cracky and gritty and stuff. But it's it's hard. It's It's really weird because I can't really pinpoint it because, you know, I'm still a kid. I'm still 21, so... My voice is still somewhat changing a little bit. And so that comes with uh, different ranges just throughout. The more I sing, the more my range either changes going high or low. I can't really predict it. But for me, what I have gotten the most is that I sound like Johnny Cash in as he was a kid or something like that. So I take that as a massive plus. Yeah, that's a humble I mean, flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a flex. Um, I mean, Johnny Cash didn't have the greatest voice, but he sure as shit knew how to write a song. So I will I will take that either way. I, I'm totally okay with that. And I didn't even write my first album for the most part. I only wrote one song out of my out of my whole first album. That was Jamie J. Boone. And that was consequentially the first song that I ever wrote. How did mom step in and say, you know what? You got the voice. I'm let me be the mastermind behind the lyrics. It was really cool, actually. Um, so Miss Ben was actually, I think that was the first song that she wrote um, that ended up getting put on the album. It was really interesting, actually. I was on a TikTok live and people were just throwing me topics to improv about. And my mom came up and she was like, you need to work on your improv. But I think you said a few lines in there where I can just run with something. And so she brought out this fully done song and she was like, just play it in the key that you were playing it on, on your guitar, on the strings. And I was like, okay. And it, I think it was called river Delta or something like that. And it was 
it was fucking perfect. I was like, how did you do that? (laughs) What? How did you, how did you do that? And she was like, Oh no. And she's, she's written a bunch of books in the past as well. So she has, she has an experience. She has experience writing. Yeah. yeah, she's really she's good with words. She's much better she, with words than I am. Is she I'm sorry? Like a musician or a poet or no. <laughs> no, she she is not a musician. Uh bless her heart, she can't play a chord to save her life. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's where I stepped in. And she was like, Well, you learn you've got a you've got a great voice. You you picked up guitar like that. You know what? Why don't you let me write a few songs for you? And that's how one of my or two of my favorite songs out of that whole album came about. It's uh, or three favorite songs: "Hey Texas, Hold My Beer," uh, "Miss Ben," and "I Ain't Sober." But I mean, those are all hers. Every song on that album, aside from Jamie J. Boone, she wrote. And God damn it, if she didn't do a great job, I don't know. That's so special. Yeah. So, Mom, if you're seeing this, I love you. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you. You're amazing. We love supportive moms. We love it. Yes. And I know I should have said that a long time ago, but I'm saying it now because I hate myself for not saying it earlier. So here you go. (laughs) Love you, mom. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how, that's pretty much how she got involved. And I mean, from that night on, from that TikTok live on, she's just pumping them out just one after another. I mean, she would, she'd get so excited too. She, I'd walk downstairs from trying to write my own music and just playing guitar, still practicing. Cause by that time I knew ish how to walk along a fretboard, but I wasn't too good and I was still learning. So I'd walk downstairs, uh, from trying, from just still practicing and she'd come up to me and be like, God, oh my God. I just wrote up this new song. You should try it. (laughs) And it got to a point where I was like, okay, I can't keep up with this many songs, but I'm going to try. That's a good problem to have. That's a great problem to have. It is a great problem to have. And boy, if I wish I would have stuck with that. But yeah, she, she she is a master at that. She is, she's wonderful. Well, I am so happy that you were available to talk with me and one just like answered my random DM out of nowhere. Um, No, you're fine. Yeah, I I answer. I get a lot of really weird, sometimes creepy DMs. So honestly, any polite DM, I'm totally happy to answer. And yours happened to be the polite one out of that day. (laughs) My dad will love to hear that. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this this space is really meant to be as inclusive as possible and highlight all of the great artists, you know, mainstream and fresh, fresh faces. What do you think country music needs to do better or better understand about its audience that, you know, might be in a marginalized community that's not uplifted enough? What have you learned from your audience? What I've learned from my audience, just just my fans in general, there are a lot of younger kids who love this kind of music, but it doesn't in, it doesn't include them because today's generation of of kids are growing up and they're 
they're understanding things that I didn't understand as a kid, you know, with gender and sexuality and all that. And I think that's great. But it nowadays, there's not enough country music that, you know, is is inclusive of that. It's still set back in the 90s talking about guns, beer, rock and roll and and God and country and all that. You know, that's great. You know, if that's your thing, do it. But I've noticed aside from myself, Orville Peck, I'm not putting myself on on the same pedestal as Orville Peck. Let me be clear. Um, But me, him, um, I honestly can't think of many other country artists who are inclusive to LGBT topics. And that's what I would like to see a lot more going forward. And, you know, Willie Nelson, God bless him. He's just, he is, he is gold to this industry in more ways than one. And, um, the song that just came out called we are the Cowboys. It actually, no, it came out, I think in 2020 or 2021. Um, he, one of his lines is, um, Texicans, Mexicans, black men, and Jews. You know, we're all cowboys. We all want to see this nation grow and get better. But it's up to us to make sure that it gets done. But if you can't include everybody in that, then people get left out. And so that's that's what I would like to see more of in, in the country music industry is just more open-mindedness and more acceptance to these kinds of I don't want to say niche, but niche topics in the country music industry because they're just so closed off from the rest of the industry. So I I would love to see more LGBT inclusivity in one way or another in this in this industry. I think it's time for it. I'm pretty sure um, I'm pretty sure it can happen. And um, but yeah, aside from me, just learned just thought of another one, Pink Williams. My buddy out in Nashville, uh, if you're seeing this, you're great. Keep up the awesome work. Um, he's another LGBTQ country, country Western folk artist based out of Nashville. Great, great guy. But yeah, more, more inclusivity. I, I think it can totally happen. We can make it happen. And I feel like it needs to happen because there's a whole nother generation of, of kids that are listening to my music and saying, that's awesome. And I want to do that. I want to be a country artist. And so I I have a lot of very high hopes for the future of this industry. And I certainly think it starts with conversations like this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I I totally agree. Absolutely. Well, Colt McCannon, thank you so much for being part of this project. I appreciate you. And I'm excited for more people to learn about you. And you have a a new supporter out in D.C. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I could use I could use some supporters way up in the in the Yankee North. <laughs> <laughs>